You're listening to Dr. Leslie Inspires, a show where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Dr. Leslie is joined by Mr. Wayne, who provides insight from a male perspective. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, 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 everyone. We are so excited to be here with you. We know you could have been any place else at this time, but you have chosen to spend it with our podcast. So before we get started, we're going to go ahead and pray. Mr. Wayne? Yes, right here. How are you, Dr. Leslie? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Can you start us off in prayer? I would be glad to. Thank you. Let's bow our heads, please. Dear God, we come before you just to take a minute to say thank you for blessing us with this wonderful day, a day that uh, we don't take for granted, God. And we want to take some of this day and invest our time into pouring our hearts and our minds into learning more about how to help our young men become kingdom men. So God, we ask that as we learn the lessons that we hold on uh, to them uh, dearly and also share them with others uh, as much as possible, God, for the benefit of our marketplace as a whole. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to make a note about your prayer in terms of our men becoming kingdom men. You know, the takeaway from this, you know, we'd like the women that hear it to just start to think about what a kingdom man is and what is her role in terms of helping to make sure that he becomes just that. So thank you for that prayer. Absolutely. So yeah, this this is an important topic, Mr. Wayne, because so many mothers are out there or out here struggling with the relationship with their son. And many are stuck trying to figure out how to get their son to do what they want him to do, what they need him to do, or what he should do. And so This podcast today is just like our entire podcast uh, episodes is geared between mothers who are struggling with their sons. So today we're going to uh, have a conversation about the uh, Tony Evans uh, or Dr. Tony Evans or Pastor Tony Evans. Uh, I came across a YouTube video of him talking about kingdom men. And I thought it was fun. I just wanted to have a conversation with you all today. And then Mr. Wayne, uh, as always, you know, we gotta just get it from a male perspective because I'm a female and I have a female perspective for other females because I work with females. I work with the majority females, unfortunately, when we're talking about in our schools, 
um, we deal with the majority of female mothers. You know, fathers are absent for the most part. And so when I talk about the Tony Evans uh, video, I'm gonna get into it. And this is what I wrote down. I wrote this down to help me to remember. And I'm just gonna read what he wrote. Families, churches, communities crumble without the influence of a kingdom man. We are living in a manless society. We see it with fatherlessness. We see it with the breakdown of the family. No leader in churches. We see it in our society and in our communities. God is looking for kingdom men. He went on further to say, the absence of kingdom men in our world is bringing destruction, pain, and anguish throughout our land. Looking at the stats, 70% of all prisoners grew up fatherless. 80% of all rapists grew up without a father. 71% of high school dropouts did not have a father in the home or had an abusive father in the home. And then 63% of all uh, teen suicides are teenagers who did not have a father in the home. 40% of all children in America are born to single parents. 72% of African-American children are born to single parents. When there is no man in the vicinity, you can expect there to be chaos and confusion in the environment. Most social uh, sociopaths are attributed to the fact that dad was nowhere to be found uh, and the right kind of man could not be found. Tony Evans goes on to talk about the societal cost, which is about 52 billion. One out of every $15 is spent on prisons. And most of the prisoners come from fatherless homes. Eight billion goes to public assistance to dropouts and 10 billion of public assistance going to young ladies having babies with dads not being a part of the picture. All costing taxpayers uh, $300 billion a year and covering the uh, lost taxes that don't come from folks uh, dropout, that don't come from folks that don't drop out of school, become unproductive. That taxes can't be, uh, those taxes cannot be received to run the country because kingdom men were not to be found. So Hello. A great place to start our conversation. Um, because it has a lot to do with transforming the lives of mothers uh, and mother and son relationships, because your son will become a man one day. 
So Mr. Wayne, having heard everything I just said, before we go any further, what are your thoughts? Well, I tell you, those statistics are startling and those statistics are also very real. And my immediate thought is it's very important to have a male figure in the home, as we all know, even though if it's not the biological figure that should be in the home, some sort of mentor, uncle, relative, someone that's close by, if not in the home, close by the home or the family, so that that missing piece, that fatherless piece does not occur. Otherwise, families will truly crumble and keep us from having that true kingdom man that we desire. So filling in the gap is very, very key. And that's one of the biggest things that, that woke me up during those statistics. And, uh, and they're getting worse. And it's something that is not insurmountable. It's something that we can change through lessons like this. Amen, amen. And you know, one of the um, examples that I was uh, thinking about uh, in that same video, as you mentioned, you know, one of the things we continue to hear is the man is important uh, to be in the home, whether he's stepfather, uncle, brother, somebody that the young man can associate himself with to help him with his uh, identity as a man. And so something else that he talks about in there in the video, when God took the rib from the man and gave it to the woman, he gave something to the woman, but he also took something from the man. And in that there's a piece of the woman that the man gets when they join together. And so she brings intuition, ideas, feelings, and all of those are supposed to be uh, what we call an added value to the man. But a lot of men you know, look at the woman as being emotional, um, whereas a man, he can kind of make decisions uh, based on the facts or you know, some kind of inference. But there's some value that can be brought to the table when the man and the female are together in the home, or if there is another male somewhere around to help bring balance to that young man's life. You wanna to add to that? Yes, it's, it's important to have that balance. And it, it's so important also to understand the imbalances that occur in that young man, because every young man is different. Every DNA is different for that person. And you'll see the signs as that young man starts to grow in where those needs are important to be met and, and where there's strength in those areas as well. Amen. I wanted to um, bring an example of how, uh, an example of how I have seen the damage that a woman can do, a mother can do to her son without really realizing it. Yeah. Um, and and we're, we're, we can all be guilty of this because none of us are perfect. 
mom, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Mr. Wayne is not perfect. And that's why it is important to have others around us. And actually, that is the importance of Dr. Leslie Inspires. For those of you that don't know, we also do coaching because you can hear all of this. You can receive all of the information online, our free content. But there comes a time where, you know, some women might say, hey, I need some serious accountability. And that's where we can kind of come in to assist. But I wanted to tell a story um, in terms of there was this woman who she, um, I should say a parent. And um, one day this, a father came to the school and he wanted to see his son. And mind you, I had always dealt with the mother, hadn't met the father yet. And the mom, uh, the, the father, he came in and said he wanted to, you know, sit with his son, you know, have lunch with him. And we thought that was a great idea. A lot of parents do that. And so even though we had not seen the father, the son was coming down the hallway and saw his father and jumped in his father's arms, daddy, you know, and it was a really precious moment to actually see this father and son embrace. I think the young man, he was under, he was like maybe five or six. And so we allowed him to uh, sit in class and just, you know, watch his son, um, you know, while he was being taught in class. Um, they sat and had lunch together. But let me tell you what I noticed. Mr. Wayne, I noticed that this young man who often would have problems uh, and had to be told things more than once. Mm -hmm. And as he sat with his father, smiling and enjoying his father's, just the mere presence of his father, wanting his father to see his work, wanting his father to uh, see um, him do different things. Um, I had never honestly seen this young man so happy. I couldn't believe it. Well, I could believe it, <laughs> but yes, yes. just to see it, but just to see him so happy and compliant. Yes. His father only had to ask him to do things one time. Mm -hmm. And he did it. Yes. His father... You could see the authority and the love that was yeah. exhibited during this moment in time. And so the, I found out later, uh, well, I, let me not say that. The next morning, as the father asked if he could come, he told us that him and the mom were going through a divorce. And he asked if he could come and sit with his son, you know, have lunch with him sometimes or just come up and visit because he's only being given one weekend per month and that's not enough. Mm -hmm. And sure, of course, I mean, who wouldn't do that? We thought it was a great idea. And yes. so the next day, uh, mom came and I guess the son, he went home 
and probably told mom, hey, um, the, my daddy came up to the school. I think I might have, I, I think I did call her to kind of let her know. And that's when she, you know, gave me an earful and told me some more. But that morning I was met with fire and fury in her eye. <laughs> she she yeah. was upset. And when I tell you upset, this was the, one of the sweetest ladies you want to meet. Smile every morning. Very, very nice lady. But let me tell you something. When she found out that her son's father was coming to the school, she made it clear to me that she did not want him coming to the school. Yes. And she said that one day a week, I mean, that one weekend a month is enough for him. She told me what a bad man her son's father was. Yes. She told me that um, you know, her son did not want to be around him. Well, you heard me tell the story in the beginning of this story that that's not what I witnessed. That's not what I saw. And, you know, after you've been doing this for a while, you become a pretty good read on children. You know, I don't care if it's their own mother who comes in. You can tell how they feel about whoever walks in that door. Head goes down, lip goes out, shoulders down. Body language tells a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I went on to tell her that you know how her son acted when he was there and how my, my experience you know I, I would tell you I didn't get very far conversation because she mm -hmm. just made it clear and and you I had to grant her wishes and be because she was the one who uh enrolled her son remember I said that was my first time and unfortunately mm -hmm. a lot of families are that way where you don't see the fathers very much at the school you know and so uh, I had to tell the father that he couldn't come but I also asked the mom for paperwork telling me showing me the court order or showing whatever it was there what you know she had in place you know the reason why he could not see his son Yes. So I also to add, the son, this boy, would manipulate his mom so much. That's why I couldn't believe how compliant he was with his father. Because when his mother comes, she has to say, she has to tell him several different times, let's go, let's go, even if she's in, in a rush. Uh, and he will tell her what he wants. He will also tell her what he wants to do, what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. And so when I met the father, I, I realized for this young man, it would be at his detriment. And I tried to tell the mother, this would not be good for him or you if you don't allow his father in his life. And mind you, that was only the first meeting. I don't know. I only know what I saw. She knows, you know, but I also look at it uh, from the big picture. She went on to tell me how this father was very mean 
to the son and the son did not want to go and see his father. Um, but he picks and chooses, you know, certain days or, you know, depending on if he was disciplined for something. And so when you've been doing this for a while, you can see manipulation on how certain, certain kids manipulate parents. Uh, and so when they come back from the weekend, you know, if it's a weekend uh, situation where they're going with the father or the mother or whoever on the weekends, it's a, you know, when they come back, there's a detox period, you know, there's a detox period for why this child, uh, the behavior changes greatly because they've been with the opposite parent, probably hearing negative things. But my point here is the damage that this mother is doing to this son in terms of creating a kingdom man. Um, usually children don't respond. If there's a, a, a parent who's beating them or who is, oh, oh, mind you, the son didn't want his father to go. He was okay. not ready for his father to leave. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's, that's telling us something else. But when you're talking about fathers being in the home, fathers being a part of their children's lives, you yes. have some men, you have a lot of men who want to be a part of their children's lives, of their, uh, in their son's lives. Mm -hmm. But you have a, a lot of situations where mothers are upset they're bitter and angry and they want no part. They want no part. So I, I, I said a lot and I still have a lot to say, but Mr. Mm -hmm. Wayne, can you just dive in and, and give your thoughts on what, on the scenario or anything that came up uh, as I was talking? Absolutely. So two, two things come to mind. One, the male impact and then the next the female or mother impact on the son. So one thing to realize when the father came to the school and, and, and whether it's a father or any male figure in the home, the male, this is one thing to remember and to understand, the male figure provides a line of sight for young men. Mm. And it serves, I'll say that again, the male figure whether it's the father or the male figure that's closest to that young man, provides a line of sight for that young man. So it serves as a kind of polarization or a regulator mm. of needing to do what's right. The mother, on the other hand, is tends to be the nurturer. So no matter how stern the mother may try to be, at the end of the day, the young man is going to see her at the end of the day as more of a nurturer than anything else. Let's not get it twisted though. There are some women out there that are very strong as far as just being the disciplinarian and, and doing what they need to do. However, by nature, the mother tends to be the nurturer and it's more of an uphill battle to get the young man to get in a posture of being regulated Mm. in a way that when that male presence yeah. uh, arrives. So that, that's important to understand. And so when that, when that occurs, when that male presence occurs, 
something else happens. The yeah. young man is now um, desiring to please that figure, to please his father or male figures in his life. So there's a sense of pride there. Men are built heavily on pride, both healthy pride and unhealthy pride, but we are built on pride. And so we have big egos. So that young man now has, again, a line of sight to please his father or to please that male figure. So he's gonna perform at a much higher level and with greater energy when there's a male presence available than when there's not, right? So things tend to motivate us. It, it, it's, it's very similar in the principle that the young man that's on the basketball team, if you will, that's just kind of lollygag until he sees his girlfriend walk in the gym. And then all of a sudden he shifts it in high gear because he wants to please, because he now has a line of sight and a reason to be motivated. Mm. So that male figure in his life is that motivator. And so it's important to nurture that for the young man because that is part of his uh, natural growth to help him become that kingdom man because there are different stages in life that young man has to go through to define himself as a man. He's going to grow up being humble He's or he may grow up being very egotistical. He may grow up good or bad, whatever that is. He's got to go through those stages. And the only thing that can more, the only person that can help him the best to get through that is another man. It is very difficult for a woman to help that young man process or go through those different stages. So getting to my other point about the female in his life, this is why a lot of times mothers tend to see themselves in a situation where their young men are now becoming manipulative because men, young men are conquerors and men are conquerors. So the young man starts to see patterns in the mother or the nurturer. Mm -hmm. And so they'll use that as a form of manipulation to get what they want. And, and you can also hear it when they take something that's going on and flip it and make it sound like the mother is the problem, right? In the course of the conversation. So when mothers start to hear that, where their sons are flipping conversations to make it seem like they're the problem, that is a telltale sign of classic manipulation. And that ought to send off a lot of alarm bells because they are now in a very precarious situation. They need to change that behavior quickly because it's not helping the son and it will start to cause harm for themselves from a mental health perspective. Wow, that's really good stuff. Really good stuff. You know, the thing is, uh, just like with this particular mother, who I said had fire and fury in her eyes, yes. <laughs> she was a thick. You know, yes. you could tell if that father walked in the door, his family jewels were going to be gone. Mm. That's how much whatever he did. I mean, just because this, I mean, this was the sweetest little lady. I had never ever, ever seen this side of her. And I just think that from the perspective of women listening and hearing another point of view, it's a must because yeah. with this young man being as young as he was, and still being able to manipulate. To me, he was able to manipulate her at the rate of about a 
10, 11, or 12-year-old. Very smart young man. Very smart young man. And he knew how to manipulate her, uh, you know, kisses and hugs and I love you, mommy, and you're the best. He knew already how to use that terminology to bring her to do yes. what he needed her to do. Right. Right. That that's because the codependent relationship is now formed. And so now he knows all the buttons to push without her knowing it. Because now what she's doing is overcompensating yep. because of her own pain. Very similar to the example yeah. mother you gave, where that mother laid down the law that that father's not to see the son, but the reasons had nothing to do with any harm the father would bring to the son. It had to do with her own pain between her and and his relationship. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's let's stop right there because that's it. It had nothing to do with. But but she did bring up some points in terms of well, he doesn't like to go over there. He said his father is mean. He's been mean to him. Sometimes he says, "Mommy, I don't want to go. I don't want to go." But it was clear to me if that had been the case he would not have wanted his father to leave when, you know, he, he didn't want his father to leave, you know? And because of that, that allowed us to see deeper into the relationship, you know, in which it could be situational. Kids, sometimes they don't look at the big picture that I wanna, well, I wanna go to my dad's house this weekend because we're going to Six Flags or I definitely want to go to my father's house this weekend because he said, we're going to go someplace fun and we're going to eat or he's going to give me some money. And, and some fathers, to man Dwayne. Yes, I'm right here. Yeah, it clicked off, but we'll keep going. Okay. Um, and so, you know, the thing is uh, the manipulation that children do to their parents, but parents also manipulate their children. Yes. Yes. And that's very unfortunate. And that's one of the telltale signs of that's one of the triggers that you have to watch for, especially in a divided parental situation, because what will happen is now the child will see himself in this case as the son as being torn between the mother and the father. So he will act one way towards the mother who mm -hmm. act another way towards the father, both to please, and he'll become this chameleon. And in the transition it, through all of that, he becomes lost in who he really is. So he'll put on a smiley face with mom and do the thing 
things that please her. He'll go to dad and do those things. But at the end of the day, who is that son and how will he develop? Because again, he has to develop and become strong. Very similar to that caterpillar needing to, to, to develop, become they become that butterfly. He has to go through that process in order to become a true kingdom man. Yes. And, you know, part of that as we um, prepare to close, because there's so much to say, but as I told you all before, I have a podcast for every single day of the year. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time. So you have to tune in every Sunday when our podcasts are released. So you can get some wisdom to help you transform your relationship with your son. So the goal here and the, the takeaway and uh, so many takeaways have been given to you already, but we as women have to understand that we don't know everything and we have to be able to make a clear deline uh, delineation between what Mr. Wayne said earlier the problem with the man and the man's problem with the child or the father's uh, relationship with the child. Because we don't want to not create a kingdom man because we're upset with the father. And then we start bringing up all, we start creating all kinds of problems for our son and they could have been prevented. We thwart the, the progress and the growth of our sons by not allowing. Now you kind of have to decide what it looks like when we talk about what is bad enough to not have your son, uh, not have your uh, son's father involved in his life. Mr. Wayne, let me ask you that question. What would you say is a reason for a, a reason or reasons why a mother should not allow her baby's daddy or her the baby's father uh, in his life? Well, it, it, when it comes down to things like the child's protection, if the father is abusive, physically abusive or mentally abusive or talks down to the child or tries to uh, tear down the child in some way, shape or form that's really detrimental to the child's growth. At that point, it, it would be important to protect the child. But if it's, a, if it's a father who's trying to somehow be in the child's life to help him grow, to help him succeed, to help give his spin on life, whether he is a rocket scientist or gardener, it doesn't matter, or janitor, it really doesn't matter the occupation. It's important that that young man can identify with his father because that young man what he's going to do what he should do is at some point in his life he's going to say to himself he's going to define in his mind what kind of man he wants to be some of that is going to be emulated from his father he has to identify with his father but the goal is to be someone greater than that right but if you don't know where the father came from you're kind of lost because ultimately the kind of man you want, the kind of man that young man would want to be is something that's pulled together from many different folks, mentors, biological father, uncles, cousins, 
people that he admires and however he scopes out that man he wants to be, that's the man he's going to become. But you, you don't want those lost items in there. Now, there are some, there are many instances based on those statistics you've shown where there's a lot of young men that have become very successful in life that have never even met their fathers. And I applaud them greatly, but they still went through that same process, even though they didn't meet their biological father, there was something that they connected to and they decided the type of man they were gonna be and they went out and they did it. So as long as there's an opportunity for that young man to get to know his father, he should do so and, and be given that opportunity so that he knows who he is. So are you trying to tell me, I just don't like him. I can't stand his father. That's not good enough? Yeah, no, yeah. If you hear someone say that, then that's that person needing individual counseling because the personal feelings toward the father it has nothing to do with the son, the father needing to spend time with one another. But Mr. don't know what he did to me. He cheated on me and now he's with the woman. I don't want my son around her. I understand. And many people make mistakes. And again, counseling needs to be taken into account for that to see if they can survive that or not but that is separate and distinct from that son and that male. They still need to partner and get to know one another and to help that young man grow and be successful. But Mr. Wayne, you don't know him. He talks down to me, especially when we are around my son and now my son is starting to talk down to me. Totally understand, I'm sorry to hear that. But again, that's something that's happening to you, not the son. Don't let the son pay for the mistakes that occurred between you and your relationship with the husband or the father. But Mr. Wayne, um, I actually um, have that my kids have a father, but he doesn't want anything to do with them. What should I do? Still give them that opportunity and leave that door open. Okay, let's see how that plays out between the father and the young man, especially if they're of age to talk on the cell phones and spend time with one another. Let's see how that plays out, because the actions of the father will be a telltale sign if he wants to have something to do with the young man or not. That's not something that the mother should interfere with. But I'm his mother and my son does not want to go and see his father and I'm not going to make him. Well, again, it's very important that they make that connection. So it's totally up to that father and that son, right? But again, and that's something that the mother should encourage, right? Encourage. I'm not going to make them, they encourage them to spend time with that father at some point. So at what age would you say not encouraging? Or no, there's, there's never an age that you don't encourage. As long as they're alive, there should always be a connection there. Wow. But his father is in jail. He's a bad influence. He's not a kingdom man. He's a jailbird. He still can write and make that connection and keep that connection. They can, he can learn a lot of mistakes from his father being in jail. And that's more time than ever to stay connected with the father and make sure that you don't have that generational curse follow. Otherwise, that young man will end up in jail. Wow. 
Well, you said some things today, Mr. Wayne. I sure do appreciate you. Um, I'm trying to. think uh points to ponder on is there anything that you wanted to say mr wayne to the ladies and gents we we have men that listen as well because they're trying to get some points to give to their uh girlfriend to their wife to their mother uh in which they're trying to escape the wrath of this woman <laughs> so we do have uh men that listen as well but mr wayne is there anything that you'd like to say before we close sure i'll say it to both the mothers and the fathers both from a positive and and a negative perspective from a positive to the mothers from a positive perspective if you have a good relationship with the son's father then by all means continue that relationship your son is watching you closely it's very important that that son continues to get to know his father and grow and it'll be great to see you two working together if you do not have a positive relationship with that father uh, let that be separate and distinct from that young man being able to spend some time with his father so that he can still at least know who his father is and make his own decisions on the type of young man he wants to be to the men, if you have a positive relationship uh, with your son, uh, that's great. Continue along those lines. He needs you. Uh, he needs to know who you are so that he has a frame of reference on what he is to become. If you do not have a relationship with him, uh, listen, you're going to make one of the biggest mistakes of your life because time is ticking and the time will come where he may not want a relationship with you. So don't let that time go by. It's not about economic and status and everything like that. It's, it's simply about spending quality time with him, helping him to know who you are, where you came from, and your thoughts and principles on how to proceed with life. He'll make his own decisions. He may take yours, he may not, but at least you have an opportunity to sow that seed to life. Thank you. Mm. Hey, man, wow, that was powerful. And um, I also wanted to add information about our course it's called Sons Speak Loudly in Quiet Desperation. That was a course that we did when we um, interviewed uh, lots of men, but this course has, I think, eight or nine men that we interviewed talking about uh, their relationship with their mother. And we asked them for advice on what they wanted mothers to know so that they don't make some of the same mistakes. But uh, you can go online on uh, drlesleyinspires.com and get that course. Uh, I think it's $99, but it's worth a million dollars. You can't pay us enough for the invaluable information that you will receive uh, or could potentially receive from that course if you're open to receive. And that's the thing as you're listening to us, you have to be open to receiving the information. And the fact that you're here and the fact that maybe somebody referred you and that you've listened to the sound of our voices uh, at this point, because this is the end of the podcast, that shows that you are looking for some kind of help. And it is our prayer that we can help you. You know, there's something that we said or uh, will say on one of these podcasts that will help you to transform your relationship with your son. 
So we thank you for tuning in this week. We pray that you will uh, tune in next week or listen to some of the other podcasts that we have. And make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. So as we close, we will go ahead and close out in prayer. Mr. Wayne, can you close us out in prayer, please? Absolutely. Let's bow heads one more time. I'm sorry, Mr. Wayne. I wanted to say just I thank you so much for being a kingdom man. Oh, amen. Awesome. You are awesome. And you are the bomb diggity and a great example of a kingdom man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Leslie. I appreciate you very much. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come before you and thank you for this lesson. Powerful lesson, powerful testimony. Help us to continue to thrive and help our young man just to grow and not get in the way of that growth, God. We all know that none of us are perfect, God. None of us are perfect, but all we can do is wake up every day and ask for forgiveness for the things that we've done wrong and be that example and strive to do better to help these young men, to help our kingdom and our village and not tear each other down, but to build each other up. So help us not stand the way, whether we're the father, the mother, a friend, a relative, help us help our young man to be kingdom men so that they can go out and create good solid families for the marketplace, for the village, for our daughters, for our nieces, for our loved ones. We thank you for the principles that you gave us and help us to continue to grow. Give us more examples to be a blessing to you. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Wayne, and we'll see you next week. You're most welcome. Bye-bye, Dr. Leslie. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.